Hi, welcome to Stereotipico. Welcome to another week with us. We are moving on to episode four, and we're so excited of all the recordings that we've done in the past couple of weeks. I hope you had an opportunity to listen to last week's episode with Jai Vargas on Latinas in the workplace and owning your power. Want to make sure that you listened in, and also she has an event coming up this Tuesday. You want to make sure you go ahead and check out the episode to get all the details of our upcoming event, as well as a special discount for our listeners. Also, I want to remind you guys on how the different ways you can actually listen to us. I'm sure you're listening to us now, so you figured it out. But in case you still want to know where we're at, we are on Apple Podcast, we are on Spotify, and as well as Google Play. And we really appreciate all the ratings and reviews we've gotten so far on Apple Podcasts. And I just want to read a review that we got from one of our listeners. And this is from RG Matic. And she wrote, love, 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 exclamation. The podcast has a great mix of Spanglish, laughs, Latino facts, diversity, and mucho, mucho, mucho amor. In parentheses, in my Huarte Mercado voice. Thank you so much, RG Matic, for leaving that message for us. We really appreciate the feedback. And for all of our listeners, go ahead and rate and review us. We appreciate your time listening in. So this week, we're going to be celebrating Dia de las Madres, which is today. Um, today, our episode is called Voices of Latina Mothers. And we're going to be sharing two very intimate stories of these two beautiful Latina mothers and their triumphs and victories and everything they love about being a Latina mother. This episode is very, very special to me um, because I lost my mother three years ago from breast cancer. And so this has given me an opportunity to reconnect and oh, and remember who she is. Also, my mother is in every single episode. If you haven't realized, Echale Gana Hala Vida at the end of the um, episode. That's actually my mother's voice. Um, my mom was always a very positive and uplifting person. Um, so I made sure I integrated her into Stereotipico. So she lives on forever as long as this episode is alive. Um, my mother was an immigrant from Colombia. And she migrated here when she was like nine or 10 years old. And um, she raised me as a very independent Latina woman. I learned a lot from her. Um, first thing was I first learned Spanish before I learned English. So that's how I'm able to be bilingual. Thank God, you know, she was able to instill that into me. And a lot of what we learned growing up, she integrated her being American because she was here at a very young age and also integrated everything my abuela had showed her. Everything from eating her Colombian meals, um, the different dichos that we say in Spanish, all jokes, um, how to keep the Latino spirit alive here, everything about family, struggles and everything in between. We were able to learn from my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother is also somebody I really look up to because my grandmother migrated to the States um, by herself without her family. So she left my mother and my aunt behind and uh, was here for about three years before she was able to bring them. And she actually brought them and then eventually started bringing the rest of my family. My, my mom, when she came, as I mentioned before, she was nine or 10. But then when my mom got older and her and my father were actually neighbors since they were little, but when my mom started her relationship with my father and they got married, my my grandmother also helped bring over my dad to the States. And he was the first of his family to come to the States. And then he was able to bring all his family. So my grandma has been the matriarch of our family. And, you know, I respect her for all the hard work that she's done for her family. 
And because of that, I'm able to be here and be present and be able to have this podcast um, here in the U.S. So I definitely want to send kudos and much love uh, to my mom up in heaven and my grandma who's here and live and kicking and sassy as all can be. So I, I really love them. And I just want to say a quick thank you before we actually jump into the episode. So first, um, our first guest is Andrea. And Andrea, I didn't realize how much we had in common. Um, Andrea also goes by Butterfly Mush on Instagram and in the artist world. She is an artist. So I didn't realize we had a few things in common. I, as I've been stalking her Instagram, I realized that she's left-handed like I am, which I thought was pretty cool. She's also from Colombia. Um, and she's also an artist. And my mom was actually an artist as well. She was a painter. So um, we have a lot in common. And you're going to be able to hear Andrea's beautiful story about how she integrates being a you know, Latina woman in America and how she raises her biracial babies and how she, you know, really emphasizes on how our language is so special and how it's sort of a superpower and how she integrates that into her kids. So check out the story and enjoy. Um, hi, my name's Andrea, uh, aka Butterfly Mush. I am from Medellin, Colombia. I'm 36 years old. I'm a mom of two uh, half Colombian, half Irish babies. And I, um, I really enjoy motherhood in America just because I find that I, my parenting style is very much Colombian. So I take a lot, I learned a lot from how my mom raised us and I just integrated into how I raise my kids. But it's, you know, my kids are bilingual and then it's like, okay, mommy, where are we eating? We're eating in La Sala. Uh, <laughs> they love their arroz con frijoles. So it's interesting to see how they go to other people's houses and they're like, mommy, uh, so-and-so, they do different things. And I'm like, yeah, we're Colombian. Like, I know, you know, we live here, but... I just try to maintain that, like I try to remind them of that all the time, um, even though we don't go back home as much, just it's important for me to know, for them to know where they're from and their roots. And, you know, right now I'm actually at my grandmother's birthday, 87 years old, so we celebrate Mother's Day and her birthday around the same time, so it's nice to have them around their great-grandmother, which is my abuelita, so they call her Lita Nena, and around their mo- their grandmother, which is my mom. For them to like get an idea like this is these are your roots so everybody in the house is speaking spanish we're eating bistec con papa y platano and you know things that they normally wouldn't have if we would have just adapted to the american way even though i've been here my whole life it's just like important to keep that alive it's easy to um just speak to them in english for example all the time because we do live in America, so it's just easier for me to always speak in English and all their homework is in English and everything, but I have to constantly remind myself to, you know, speak to them in Spanish and teach them kind of like, not just Spanish, but like our lingo and our words. And uh, like my son and I, we watch a Colombian soap opera together. Uh, so Papa from Medellin that he loves and he's like mommy they talk like us like it's inter- it's important for me to keep my- keep reminding myself to 
keep that, you know, present because it, it can be very easy to just kind of adapt to the American way and forget, you know, forget your roots. And especially with the day-to-day, just like every day, all day speaking English, like I can kind of sometimes get lost in that. For a really long time, my older son kind of refused to speak Spanish. Like he was like, oh, mommy, why? And I was like trying to explain to him the importance of being bilingual and he just didn't get it. But then when he started school, and so many of the staff, like school staff, they spoke Spanish. He was like, oh, my God, mommy, so-and-so, Maria speaks Spanish. She's just like us. I'm like, yeah, you see? And it's like, it's like he finally, like, realized it's, we're special. It's, it's, you know, it's cool that we can speak both languages. And he, like, felt like it was, like, a little bit of a superpower that he could understand what they were saying when they were speaking to each other, like the staff members. And he could understand them. He felt, and then, you know, then now he realized like how important it was. So I'm glad because if you don't teach your kids like pass the language down, I know it's hard, but it's just so important, definitely. Now our next guest is Lorena, and Lorena is going to share this beautiful story with us on how it was growing up as a young Latina mother in the '90s during a time uh, where Latinos. We're still facing a lot of adversity and she was also a young mother and she's going to just share her beautiful story and I won't take up any more time and I'll let her jump right in. Hi, my name is Lorena Camacho Rodriguez. I I use my hyphenated whole name and I'm a 45-year-old mother of a 27-year-old gay man and he is my pride and joy. I had him at literally four days before I turned 18, and he was born in 1991. So not only was I a minority mother, I was a young teenage mother, which uh, made things scary and difficult, but um, fun and exciting. So it was a lot of emotion uh, at one time. When I got pregnant, the one thing that I've always uh, remembered of the hardest part for me, believe it or not, was uh, I wasn't allowed to go to prom because uh, I was told I'd be a bad influence on the rest of the class being a pregnant mother. So I was literally outside my window watching all my friends get into limousines and all dressed up from a window and just, you know, wishing I was going to my prom. But, you know, uh, looking back, I wouldn't change a thing um, about having my son at that age because he really has made me the woman that I am today. I joke around and I say that we grew up together. I mean, we even literally went, went to college together. I didn't go to college until he went to college. So that was pretty cool to tell people, oh, yeah, me and my son are here together. And uh, it was, you know, it was a wonderful thing to experience with him. The struggles were, were hard, uh, but the, the payback now is, is amazing. So we, I was a single mom uh, until the age, until Ernesto was uh, 11 years old, at which time uh, I met my, my husband now. And I'm thankful for that because... The teenage years were very difficult with him, and uh, and also because at when he turned uh, 15 and started high school was when he came out, and 
that was very, very hard for me. Not to accept, it was more of a, as a mother, you, you always worried about your, you always worry about your children. You know, life is, could be scary and it could be hard, uh, as beautiful as life is. But at the same time, when he told me that, um, that he was gay, two things went through my head. One was that I was never gonna, I was never gonna be in his wedding. Believe it or not, at that time when he came out, you know, uh, gay people did not get married. And so that, and, and having grandchildren. So that was the first thought, which of course, you know, as human beings, we always, we always very selfish. So we think first of ourselves. Uh, and then the second thought that came right away was like, oh my God, life is going to be so hard for him. How can I, how can I lead him? How can I lead him in this life that he's chosen? Um, because I had no clue. I, I didn't know about the gay world. I didn't know how it functioned. I, all I knew was that they were, if as a minority woman, I was looked over so many times, uh, I just thought that for him it was going to be that much more. And so as a mother, your thoughts are to shield your children from danger, from hurt, from pain. But I also realized at that moment that I was not going to be able to do that for him. The only thing that I could do for him was to be his mom and love him no matter what. That's what I started doing. And uh, I made mistakes, lots of mistakes. But I also made a lot of right choices. And I know that now because now that he's a man and he lives on his own, he's, I'm the first one that he calls when he needs something. Uh, I'm the first one that he calls when something beautiful happens to him. So that right there tells me that I did something right. And it's such a reward for me as a mother because well, that's all you want for your children. Um, and when, you know, children don't come with handbooks. So you make a lot of mistakes. And But as a parent, you realize that um, even with your own parents, uh, you could never give your children what you don't have. So it makes you look at a world in a different way. It makes you look at people differently. Uh, I think I wouldn't be able to see that if I wasn't a mother because, like I said, of all the mistakes I made, we just got to, you know, keep on trying when we, when we don't do the right thing for our children, acknowledge what we didn't do right, and try to do it right the next time. Ow. What a tearjerker. These two beautiful stories really were so emotional and so touching for me. And I really enjoyed having Andrea and Lorena share their beautiful stories with me. Actually, I didn't share earlier, but Lorena's actually my cousin. And I've seen how much and how much she's flourished and how much she loves her son. And I hope one day when I have my children, I can definitely be able to have her support and have her encouragement to be able to share some of her stories with me. I hope this has empowered you to be the best mother you can be. And just to think that every step and every move and everything that a mother does is shaping and chiseling a way to create their work about their masterpiece, their children. So to all the loud Latina Vicks rubbing, chancleta throwing, and love your children no matter what, moms. I salute you and continue doing what you do. Feliz Dia de las Madres. 
the emotions they run through your veins as a Latina mom. Um, and and then talking to other uh, Latina moms, you realize that you're you're not alone because at times you think you're nuts, but then you realize you're not alone. And um, the the one that really cracks me up is the one that um, when your children do something bad, you basically tell them to bring you the belt or the or the or the slipper to to smack them with. <laughs> it's like letting them know this is coming you know you've done it now you know and it's like you know but the best thing is that they look at you and they go bring it it's like why don't you just run Thank you for listening to me, your weekly host, Jessica on Stereotypico. This episode was produced by Vernon from This Is Audio. Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Stereotypico. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Bye.